Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. We'll start today with a bit of history and proof that not all French citizens are like they are thought to be. And while it is true that in 1940, France folded like a cheap tent when the Nazis came calling, there was resistance. And that included the chief of one automaker in that country. Pierre-Jules Boulanger was the CEO of Citroën in 1940 when the car maker was ordered by Germany to produce vehicles for the Nazi war effort. He couldn't just refuse, of course, but he was apparently not going to just roll over. So when his company went to work making the 2CV troop carrier, engineering plans called for the mark on the oil dipstick that indicated it was full to be in what was clearly the wrong place. (laughs) And all the German mechanics working on the darn things on the battlefield never knew why every time it ran low on oil, the truck's engine seized up and died. Pretty clever right there. That was pretty clever. That was real clever. <laughs> well, Cliff. Yeah. Been doing a little contemplating and reflecting mm-hmm. on life and yeah. I okay. come to the conclusion that yeah. my cup of life mm-hmm. turns out to be nothing more than a dribble glass. <laughs> Sadly, the humidity returns this weekend. <laughs> Told you. Yes. <laughs> and luckily though, for me, Cliff, yeah. I have a fresh supply of sweat ordered from Amazon. Oh, you do, huh? And really? it should be here tomorrow. <laughs> At 3 in the afternoon. Is that coming FedEx? Yes, it is. Exactly right. A fresh supply of sweat. Well, out at the movies this week, Top Gun, Maverick. Yeah. It's the story of an aging Air Force pilot who discovers Mm -hmm. looping the loop helps relieve the pain of his hemorrhoids. (laughs) The 2,102 residents of Hope, Indiana, have come up with what they believe is a novel way to raise money to make sure no kid goes hungry this school year. And without a doubt, the small town east of Bloomington will be getting a plaque from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast! The president of a group called Students Fund for Hope wanted a a way to raise money to help take care of kids who have overdue lunch money accounts this fall and therefore won't be able to get lunch and started a program called Flush Away Hunger. Right now, residents of the town could, on any given morning, wake up to find one of four brightly painted toilets sitting in their front yard. If that's you, it'll cost you $10 to make it go away, $20 to inflict the used toilet on someone else, or $30 to make it go away and never come back again. Residents are also given the chance to pay 40 bucks and never see the toilet in their front yard in the first place, and organizers call that the party pooper list. It's kind of a toilet chicken poop game who's getting it next hot potato kind of thing residents who fall victim usually find out when someone calls them saying hey there's a toilet in your front yard fun for hope organizers say they want to flush out hunger for good because just like a toilet in your yard it's an issue that cannot be ignored and so far they've raised over a thousand dollars i would keep it oh you would i huh? would just leave it right there <laughs> probably plant some flowers in it I... oh 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 you could put some chicken feed in there. 
Oh, for my guest. For your chicken who won't go away. No, he won't. <laughs> Did you say that story just in time for breakfast came from Hope, Indiana? Hope, Indiana. Hope, Indiana. Yes. I thought you were going to go down a different path there, Cliff, because perhaps you've seen this in the news. Mm-hmm. In Pennsylvania, okay. there's a school district there that yeah. is threatening parents who are behind on their lunch yes. payments with taking their children from them right. and putting them in foster care. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with school districts around because part of the reason, part of the side story of the what we just had from Hope, Indiana, part of the reason that group started to raise money was because last year um, there was a whole bunch of parents and children taken to small claims court for lunch money. Yes. <laughs> now, this place in Pennsylvania, Glenn, yeah, they had a rich donor say, yeah. I'll pay it all. Yes. I've got the money. It's $22,000. Yeah. Right. I'll write you a check, and they rejected it. They said, said no. No. They basically hung up on him. He yes. called in to say, I want to do this, and whoever was on the phone with him said no, and then hung up the phone. Yeah, it's like um, yeah. this is a school district, and we're not in the business of actually helping people. <laughs> is that not what they're saying? No, that's exactly what it sounds like. Cliff, Yeah. do we have our music set on skip mode <laughs> here at Country 98.1? Because I've been hearing that for a few days now. Yeah, well, I've looked in the computer, and there is no skip mode. So something else is going on. I'm surprised that no one has sent a text message in or called asking what's going on. Because Mm -hmm. we're diligently looking for the problem, but every once in a while, it's like... There's like a hiccup. Yes. It just stops for, you know... A fraction of a second. A hundredth of a second, and then keeps going. Yes. It's like the music just is... Forcing itself out. It's like the music's constipated. And I was going to say, maybe we should give our computer some X lines. I think we may. <laughs> then let's go to the phone line, see who our contestant is. Hi, who's this? Rodney Jackson. Rodney, where are you from? Uh, West Salem. All righty then. Well, Rodney, we've got one question for you. We want you to answer this question, and you're going to be our winner, okay? All right. All right, Rodney. I'd like for you to tell me the favorite nickname. Of someone you, you personally know? Uh, Rooster. 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 Now, is this a yeah. friend of yours? Yeah. And how did he get the name Rooster? Do you have any idea? Uh, the first word he ever said when he was born. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Rooster. That's an odd first, uh, first words out of your first mouth. First words was Rooster. Well, he's mentioned this several times. Yes. That it seems that... No one can just do yoga. They have to do it with a goat or in extreme heat or something like that. Yeah. Well, in Colorado, I think think you know where this story is going already. Yeah. They've decided to um, mix your yoga workout with a little marijuana use. Really? Yes. (laughs) It's called the Bend and Blaze Yoga in Denver, Colorado. And what you do is you go in to do your yoga and... Yeah. Well, you bring your own product with you and oh, really? use it before class, and then okay. you get into the old stretchy features. Okay. I'm just trying to picture this, Cliff. This is, yeah. It's kind of like the downward dog with a doobie. That's what it sounds like <laughs> to me is going on in Denver right there. Yeah, kind of. Yes, kind of. <laughs> or just Tuesday. Because yeah, yeah. it's Colorado we're talking about. It's a, it's a Tuesday you, in you Colorado. You can do marijuana before you do anything. Chefs in practically every corner of the globe are in pursuit of this one high achievement in fine dining, a Michelin star. Careers made and broken over that accomplishment. 
but that's not necessarily why Sam Edelman is in pursuit of his. The restaurant owner says his place in Alice Springs, Australia, meets all the requirements for even three Michelin stars, because the guide published by the French company says any three-star restaurant has, quote, an exceptional cuisine worth a special journey. And when you consider that after you hit the city limits of Alice Springs, you won't run into another town for about 400 miles, every journey is a special journey. Edelman's Restaurant, the one he's now being, well, he's now in pursuit of a potential Michelin star, is in fact a Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> is it possible that he could get a star? I doubt it. Be- well, in reality, no, because the... the Michelin, the company that publishes the dining guide, they do not have a dining guide for Australia, so they, they, he won't get one. Oh. Nobody else in Australia will get one either. That's not the same company that makes the tires, is it? I think it's like a, what do you call it, like a branch of that company. Oh, okay. Kind of like, you know, the Guinness Book of World Records. Yes. Is actually a relative of the Guinness Brewery. Yes. So it's the same process. Oh. Well, maybe the guy could put the little Michelin man out there. You know, you've seen that guy's logo. Yeah. Looks like a bunch of tires wrapped around Yeah, a little, little kind of a chubby white guy with tires. Be perfect for the KFC, would you think, Cliff? <laughs> Doing the thumb up thing? Yes. Winking? Yes. Winking at you. Yeah. And earlier this morning, Rodney Jackson from Illinois yes. won the first set of tickets to see Chris Young in November yes. at Rupp Arena. Absolutely. And he had little to no pressure on him. We just asked him to... <laughs> Give us the nickname of somebody he personally knows. An actual real nickname. Yes, and he came up with Rooster, which Mm -hmm. is pretty good. But this time, Cliff, and we're going to play the game after you hear from Faith Hill. Everybody knows that voice. Yeah. We're going to play the game, Mm -hmm. answer wrong, and win. We're going to give you three statements, and you're going to give us the wrong answer to each and every one. If you make a mistake. Yeah. We are going to eliminate you and go on to someone else. Yes. (laughs) So we're up in the ante a little bit. We're up in the ante just a little bit on this next pair. So answer wrong and win after you hear from Faith Hill. And Cliff, the story of the one-eyed man taking an eye test got me to thinking about movies. Movies? Yes. Okay. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this story, but in England, a guy is in a big dispute with his eye doctor because he Mm -hmm. says he lost an eye back when he was 14 years old. Okay, that happens. And he thinks Mm -hmm. that based upon that, when he goes to the eye doctor, they should only charge him half price (laughs) because they're doing just half the work, which makes a lot of sense. On some level, it does make sense. And that got yes. me to thinking about movies. How would you make a connection to movies? Out well, there? why should? And I haven't been to a movie in years. Yeah. What's well, a yeah. What's a estimated price, Cliff, that it costs to go to see a movie like on a this Friday or Saturday night? How much would I think, that cost? Was it me? like eight or ten dollars? I don't know. Eight to like ten dollars, something that, like I, that. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Kind of put me on the spot here. Did well, research, but eight to ten bucks, let's yeah. say. Yeah. Let's just round it up to ten dollars to okay. go. Why should I pay $10 yeah. for a movie, yeah. a blockbuster that's like a $200 million budget? Okay. Okay? Right. Why should I pay that yeah. same from price yeah. for a cheap, low-budget film like Halloween when they made it? <laughs> it cost a million dollars to make Halloween, yeah. Yeah. and it's brought in over $200 million. Mm-hmm. Why should I pay the same price for the movie... <laughs> 
that doesn't cost near as much. Right, right. I mean, because basically what you're paying for is the entertainment experience. Not the, you know, not how much money did they put into the movie making it. Because if they made a good movie, it doesn't matter how much it costs. You're still going to have a good time one way or the other. I think a lot of people save their money up, though, for the big movies. The big stars. Really? You wouldn't know because you never go to the movies. I'm saying I think people... Do yeah. that. You think people do that? I think they save up for the blockbusters okay. with the big stars, and then yeah. the ones that are really good movies, like you said, yeah. you don't go to. Because you're saving your money for the blockbuster. Yes, and the stars that you know. Although you don't go to the movies, so I'm you have no way of scientifically proving This is just a supposition on your part. Yes, but it, it makes it, sense, doesn't it? I don't know if it makes sense or not. <laughs> anyway... That's what's what I think. Maybe different prices yeah. for different movies. Right. You'd get more people to go buy your popcorn. Let's go to the phone lines and see who our next contestant is. Hi, who's this? It's Randy Scales. All right, Randy Scales, where do you live? Oh, Petersburg, Indiana. All righty. All right, Randy, I'm going to name off three things, and I want you to give me the wrong answer to all three. And if you do that, you're going to win tickets to see Chris Young at Rupp Arena in November, okay? All right. All right, Randy. The first one is Superman is faster than a speeding what? Turkey. <laughs> Turkey. Well done. Yes. Yes, well done. Well, Randy, name a color, any color. It's entirely up to you. Uh, any color. Yeah, yes. any color. Uh, a house. A house. That's very good. Also an incorrect answer, which is what we're looking for here. And, Randy, okay. the final one, where do you live? I live in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. All right. Well, congratulations, Randy Scales. You have won the tickets to see Chris Young. Congratulations for answering everything completely wrong this morning. I thought we would get him, Cliff. Yeah. I thought, where Mm -hmm. do you live? Nope. It would pop out. Nope. But he's too smart for us. Maybe if you get it off your chest after the 9 o'clock news, Cliff, you'll feel a lot better. You've been ranting and raving over there for 15 minutes. I, I... Well, maybe that's a good idea because, you know, there's no, like, middle ground here. We have gone, apparently, from one extreme to the other. And I'm almost thinking this one is nearly as aggravating as the other one was. So I'll have to talk about it after the uh, 9 o'clock news. All right. How about it, um... We'll do it at 9.06. That'd be fun. That gives you plenty of time <laughs> to get your rant on here on the Morning Road Show. And it involves yeah. Yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> of all things, he's mad over toilet paper this yeah. morning. Yep. Please, Cliff, get yes. it off your chest. Okay, so here's the deal. Longtime listeners to the program will know that a couple of years ago, we had a problem in the men's room at Country 98.1 with someone who refused to replace the empty roll of toilet paper. If they were the one who used the last of it, they just left that cardboard core hanging there, and the next person would be their mother and take care of them. In fact, they did it even after I, well, hung a sign back there that said, with graphics, how to change the roll of toilet paper at Country 98.1. So, we now have seemed to have swung the other direction. There's some overzealous overachiever now putting a new roll out when there's still like a third of a roll to go on the old one. Then they set that leftover roll, about a third, 
on the back of the toilet tank. So what do you do with that? I mean, do you use the new roll and leave the old one there? Or do you finish off the last of the roll and now it's sitting on the tank? See, here's the problem. I always thought one of the main goals of using any public restroom was to touch as few things as possible while you're in there. I mean, there are things that you have to touch, clearly. <laughs> but you don't just go, I don't know, fondling the, you know, various walls and floors and porcelain objects in the you just touch as few things as possible wash your hands when you're done and get out it's you know you got the roll on the holder that was the whole point of doing why they invented that was it not there's this holder and you put this roll of toilet you just get a couple of fingers and you just roll off what you need and then tear and you finish what you go in there for now we've got this whole you know roll third of a roll on the tank and if you want to use that you got to turn way around from where you're seated and hopefully we're all in the seated position at that point, and touch Lord only knows what to get back there, and now you've got a roll of toilet paper in both hands. And so how do you get that toilet paper off? Do you put one finger in the core and spin, and what if you drop it on the floor? What's going to happen then? Or do you go hand over hand until you get a water paper to finish the job? I just don't know where to go at this point. So please, <laughs> let's use one roll all the way to the end, then put out a new one. It makes life simpler for everyone. And all of you listening think I have issues. <laughs> and you just heard him talk about excess toilet paper ruining his morning. So who has the issues here? Really? And who ever really? has the instructions of touching as few things as possible in the men's room? Well, didn't your mother tell you that? No, my mom did not. I must have missed that day. You should have heard that lesson as a child. I've waited all these years. To find out. From you. Yes. And time now for Ticket to the Bank. Okay. Now, when you buy concert tickets for inflated prices on yep. the secondary market like StubHub, yes. you never know who's pocketing the profit. But as it turns out, yeah. it might be the artist or the band that you're going to see. <laughs> Really? You, you see, Cliff, yeah. Billboard has discovered that yeah. there are artists yeah. that have actually conspired with Live Nation to sell some tickets directly to resale places like StubHub okay. without giving you, the fan, a chance to actually buy them at face value. So basically, these artists and bands mm -hmm. are scalping their own tickets, <laughs> which increases their profits yeah. and cuts out the actual scalpers right. for making any money so, themselves. So, and I've heard people complain about this before. The day that the tickets go on sale, you go to the website, and it's like already sold out. Yes. So it's not really sold out. It's that many of the tickets up for sale or supposed to be up for sale were sold to the band which they are now reselling on StubHub and pocketing the profits yes and there's nothing actually illegal about it it's all it's all fair but is it really fair i mean well there's a difference between being fair and being legal it's legal but it might not be fair i guess the question now begs which artists performers and bands are responsible for this activity well, Live Nation admits that there are several that do it. Yeah. But the only ones that they've actually singled out yeah. is the band Metallica. <laughs> Just them? Yes, them. Okay. But they say others have done it in yeah. the past. Mm -hmm. To me, it feels shady and not yeah. a good look for the artist or the band if you're doing this to your fans right. who spend their hard-earned money no, to I mean, come see you. There, 
especially when you think about how long Metallica has been around and how loyal their fans are. I'm not really a particular fan of Metallica, but I know, you know, yes. that there are fans of Metallica. Do they follow them all over the country? Hardcore fans. Yes. yes. Now, Live yeah. Nation does say this is happening a lot less now yeah. than it used to. That's because people know about it now. It just <laughs> it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, kind of a Metallica taste in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you could say that, yes. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. Relieve the pain of his hemorrhoids. Number two, kind of a Metallica taste in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was pretty good. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, couldn't be anything else. While you're in the restroom, touch as few things as possible. <laughs> Are you over this now? I think so, yeah. I, I, I think so, yeah. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.